Okay, we're up to Daft Sadi Aleph, I'm at Aleph, eight lines into the page. Hopefully we'll be able to finish the Masechta right now. So the Gemara says, Yibaylehu, I have a The Mishnah listed um, three situations where a woman made a claim, and originally she was believed, and she would get divorced and keep her ksuba, and eventually they said, no, she's not believed. The kasha is, if a wife tells her husband, you divorced me, uh, but she lost the get. Mahu, what is the law? Do we uh, believe her and allow her to, to say that she's believed and she's single? She's a divorcee or no? And Rav Hununa explains. I'm Rav Hununa. Tashima. Rav Hununa says like this. We know that one of the cases in the Mishnah where she was originally believed and not believed, but originally was, she said, I was a, I was a wife of a Kayan and I was raped. And the Mishnah says originally she was believed, but then not believed. So says Rav Hamnuna. Even according to the final Mishnah, which says that she's not believed unless she brings a, she proves it. Hasam with the Meshachar over there, the reason why she would think she would lie, says Rav Amnuna like this, the reason why she's not believed in the case where she claims she was raped is because she knows there's no way the husband knows the truth. The husband wasn't there. So she could claim whatever she wants and, and she'll lie. That's why she's not believed. But what do you see? But in the case where she tells her husband, you divorced me, she'd be lying to his face. No one, she would not lie if her husband knows the truth. That a woman will not lie directly to her husband's face. Meaning, Rav Hamnuna's proof is like this. In the case of the Mishnah where she's not believed, in the case where she said she was raped, the reason why she's not believed, according to the Mishnah is purely because... Um, the husband doesn't know the truth. So she it's easy for her to lie. But in this case, where she says to her husband, you divorce me, uh, she'd be lying straight to his face. No one would lie straight to her face. Therefore, she must be telling the truth. That's Rav Hamnunas. Rav Hamnunas take is that she's believed. Amalei Rava, Rava says, no, I believe opposite. Adar I believe it's the opposite. He says, no, I think it's the opposite. Not only do I think she's not believed, I think it's not comparable to the wife of a Kayan. He says, in the case of the wife of the Kayan, where she says she was raped. So according to the Mishnah, she's not believed. According to the Mishnah, Rishon, she is believed. According to the first uh, version of the Mishnah, she was believed. He says, I'll tell you why she's believed. Because it's embarrassing for her to claim she was raped. No woman would claim she was raped unless it was true. But in this case, where she's claiming she's divorced from the husband, she obviously doesn't like the husband. She wants to be divorced. So, she's willing to debase herself. Meaning, Rav Hamanuna feels that she's... she's um, that she's not believed because uh, 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 Rav feels that she's believed in this case because no way a woman would lie directly to her husband. Rav says the opposite. I actually think she's not believed. Why? She says in the case of the woman who's claimed rape, it's embarrassing for her to be raped and it's disgraceful. So it's embarrassing, whatever, d- degrading for her. So she wouldn't claim it unless it was true. But in this case, she wants to be divorced. She doesn't care about her husband. She would lie straight to his face. Okay, so yeah, Machlik is Rava and Rav Hamnuna. Master Rav Mesharshia, Rav Mesharshia, Sakasha on Rava, the following. The Mishnah then said, Hashemayim Beni Levenecha. The Mishnah says that if she claims Hashemayim Beni Levenecha, which I explained when we did the Mishnah, it means that she's claiming that her husband is um, is not, that the semen doesn't come out from him in a way that could have children, that it's not coming out strong, and she said, basically, you're impotent. So 
It says the first Mishnah she is believed, and then eventually she's not believed. Now, in the first Mishnah she's believed, you have to Rava. According to Rava, the reason why she's believed by the rape case is because it's embarrassing for her, and a woman would not claim anything that's embarrassing unless it's true. So, according to Rava, this, the most important factor of whether she's believed is is it embarrassing? So, why is she believed when she claims her husband's impotent? It's not embarrassing for her. She says, You're not able to have children. Why is that embarrassing? It's not embarrassing for her, it's embarrassing for him. So you see she's believed. So the Kash is, according to Rava, the most important part of whether she's believed is whether it's, a, it's disgraceful for her. But over here, she's claiming she's impotent. According to the first Mishnah, she's believed. It's not embarrassing for her. So the Gemara says, no, Kasaba Rava, Rava feels it is embarrassing. Why? Rava says that it's it, for her to be believed in the case of the impotence, she can't just say you can't have children. She actually has to say, the semen doesn't come out of you like an arrow. That's not a very nice thing for a wife to say to her husband. It's embarrassing for her to have to claim that to her husband, to get into such details, especially in front of uh, the Bezdin. She must be telling the truth. So Rava continues with his claim that it's all a matter of disgrace, but it is disgraceful because she has to actually explain what's problematic with him scientifically, which is kind of disgraceful. Okay, now we have a kash to the opposite. The kids, the cash. According to Rav Hamnuna, according to Rav, the most important factor is: is it disgraceful for her? If it is, she's believed. If not, not. According to Rav Hamnuna, the most embar- the most important part is: does the husband know? If the husband knows, then we believe her because she would not lie to his face. If the husband does not know, then she's not believed. So the kasha is like this. And that's why Rav Hamnuna holds that if she claims that you divorce me, she's believed because no one would. The husband obviously knows the truth, so she would not uh, lie to his face. Here's the kasha. Then why Hashemay beilu v'nech the mission achrona to have to Rav Amnuna ha'acha diyadahu ubailu yadale k'tanadulei mehimna. According to Rav Amnuna, anytime the husband knows and the wife knows, they all all have the same information. We believe her because she wouldn't lie to his face. So here's the kasha. Hashemay beilu v'necha in the case where she claims you're impotent, the Gemara assumes that the husband knows and she knows that the same way she knows that he's not uh, healthy, he also knows. And yet, according to the Mishnah Chorna, she's not believed. But why? He knows the truth. She knows the truth. She's claiming to his face that he's not well. And he knows the truth. So the Gemara says, so why is she not believed according to Rav Amnuna? So the Gemara answers, The answer is, the husband doesn't actually know. The husband knows whether semen is coming out of him. He doesn't know with such force. And therefore, what she's claiming is actually... It it's, works with Rav Hamnunah Shita. Rav Hamnunah Shita is anytime she knows the truth, but he doesn't, we don't believe her. And so too it is the Yorik Kechetz, when she says that the seam is not coming at you in a regular way, he doesn't know whether that's true or not. She's able to feel it, but he's not. So because she knows something he doesn't, we believe, we're concerned that she's lying. Okay, just to finish the Masech, there are a couple stories. Hayyita said there was a certain woman, Every time she and her husband lived together, they had relations, she would always wash his hands the next morning. That was their custom. So, one day, she wakes up a certain morning and washes his hands because they had lived together the night before. He says, uh, He says, I didn't live with you last night. I don't know why you're washing my hands, which we always do after we live together. We didn't live together last night. So, she says, Go to the next page. She said, then it must have been one of the Goyim. There were uh, Goyim who were in the neighborhood who were selling perfume. And she said, I lived with someone last night. It was a dark house. She said, if it wasn't you, it was someone else. So she was basically claiming that she lived with someone else that night. 
So the Gemara says, Amr Nachman, Rav Nachman says, we, are, we don't believe her because we're assuming that she, um, she meaning you don't have to actually believe her. Uh, and she, we're concerned that she actually uh, just saw a different guy and just wants to get divorced and is just trying to end her marriage, but we don't actually believe her. The Gemara says a similar story. He had to say, There was a certain woman who was uh, not, in, she was fighting with her husband. So Amrla, they, they were the marriage was not so steady. Amrla, she said, "Inna um, I mean, she was upset with him. Not the overall marriage, but that, that day she was upset with him. So the husband said, "What do I do?" So Amrla, she said, "When we lived together last night, you did in a way that it hurt. You hurt me last night." So Amrla, he says, "I didn't live with you last night. What are you talking about?" So she says, I lived with someone last night. So if it wasn't you, it was some guy. So uh, I don't know what's going on. Again, says, Don't pay attention to her. She's just looking at someone else and she wanted to end the marriage, but we don't actually believe her. Uh, the Gemara says, Another story. There was a certain man who was secluded in a house with the wife of someone else. So there's a man secluded in a house with a, with a married woman. Allah Samari the base the the wife's husband walks into the house. The the parent guy, the, the, the guy who was in the house that, that might have been committing adultery, broke through like one of the walls was made of palm fronds. He broke through the palm fronds when she when he saw the husband and he ran. So the question is, is again, you have a man, a single man with a married woman in the house, husband shows up, and the man sees the husband and runs through the wall, breaks through the palm fronds wall. So the question is, what was he doing in the house? Now, he obviously ran away, so that's uh, kind of uh, fishy, but do we have to assume that uh, they, that she committed adultery? Amarava, it is sashari, the woman is permitted. Why? Because if the guy actually committed adultery, he would have hid. He wouldn't have ran out like that. That's not the proper way to do it. He would have hid. So because it's possible that he didn't actually commit adultery, we're not going to assume. That's the basic theme, that as long as as long as there's uh, ways to explain in other ways, we're going to explain in other ways. The Gemara says, Ahu noyif. There was a certain uh, adulterer, a man who committed adultery, who went to a certain woman's house, and he's alone with the wife. The husband shows up, and the adulterer uh, hid behind a curtain. There was a certain uh, crest, there was a certain uh, dish that was sitting out that the adulterer had seen. Again, the adulterer is in the house with the married woman. The husband shows up and he hides behind a curtain. And while he's hiding, he noticed there was a snake that was eating from this dish. And the the husband wanted to then, after the snake left, the husband was going to eat from that dish, all not obviously knowing there was poison in it. And again, the guy is still hiding behind the curtain. So the guy hiding behind the curtain spoke up. Don't eat that because a snake ate them. And he had to come out of his hiding spot to save the guy. So the question is, he was hiding. Is that reason to assume they committed adultery? So Amar Rav, Rav says, no. Into Shashari, the wife is motor. Why? Because if he had really committed adultery, he would have let the husband die. Right? The Pasuk says they commit adultery and the blood's on their hands. Meaning, if he actually committed adultery, why is he saving the husband's life? So it must be that he didn't commit adultery. It's going to say, it's Pashit. Why would we assume they committed adultery? Pshita, um, meaning, uh, it, it, is it true that you're so, you're so confident? Meaning, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's posh because you're saying that if you actually commit adultery, you will let the husband die. That's pretty posh. So what's the chiddush? The Gemara says, "Mount the same asir of it." The Gemara says, you might think, you might think that really he actually committed adultery. So why is he saving the husband's life? Because maybe, right, if you commit adultery, you probably want the woman to be single. So the answer is because maybe you might think that he committed adultery. And he, the reason why he wanted to save the husband's life is because he liked that she was a married woman, that there's a certain, I'm going to be talking about, a certain sweetness to doing Averis. So he was like, he doesn't want her to be single. He liked the secrecy of it. So maybe he saved his life, even though he committed adultery. Kamash will know. If he saved the guy's life, you could assume that he didn't do anything wrong and the woman is mother. Hadroch Behelu Nidarim, Usliku Amasechus Nidarim. Big Mazel Tov Tov, those that finished. On to Masechus Nazir tomorrow.